Hello, welcome to another episode of Anime Matters. I am your host, Seven, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ace. Very mild hot take this week, but training arcs take two to three episodes exactly. Okay, you don't need nothing less or else I don't believe it. Nothing more because at that point, it's like, all right, we get it. We get it, right? Let's get back to the story. And I, I'm basing this strictly off of the pain arc. Naruto's learned sage mode in about two to three episodes, and I thought that was perfectly believable. There was other story going on. Yeah, I didn't question it, all right? Just get get to it. We don't need fucking... We don't need to go through the whole year in the hyperbolic time chamber. I don't... You know what? I, I've been thinking about that. I don't know. Rewatching, we'll get... I don't want to spoil, but re, doing a rewatch, thinking back, how, how long do you think some of the Dragon Ball Z stuff was? Because we think about how long the hyperbaric time chamber... How many episodes was it actually? I generally don't know. But I agree. I, let's keep... Let's keep the training arts short and sweet to the point. Give us substance and don't uh, don't drag it along. Maybe it wasn't that long. It was just that we got an episode a day. Yeah. And so it's uh, yeah, look a at, little yeah. longer. Thinking back, it feels like a lot more. Uh, so part of the reason you came with the with the milder take is that we want to get things moving today because today we're going to try something that we've tried in the past, but we are trying to redo it a little bit, uh, make it a lot more sense. In the past, we tried to revisit entire anime in just one 30-minute conversation, which is fucking impossible. So now we've decided to break it down into just arcs, and this week, to really kick us off, we started with arguably the greatest arc of all time, the pain arc in Naruto Shippuden. So we are excited to talk about that. So we didn't want to waste any time on the hot takes. You got to love the fact that we went Naruto and Naruto Shippuden in one episode. All right, all right let's just do the one. Arc. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's settle down no. to the one arc. Yeah, that was that was way ambitious. That was really ambitious. We're like, wait, oh shit. Oh, yeah, you don't even do Naruto justice at all at that point. We didn't even talk about Killer B. We didn't even mention the word Chinchuriki. Yeah, yeah, no. It was, <laughs> that yeah. whole fucking episode. Yeah, it's impossible. So yeah, I think by breaking it down by arc, we're able to do a lot more justice and enjoy the experience a lot more. But before we get into that, as always, we got to start with some light anime matters i haven't a clue what's going on here but i'll act like i do all right so this week's anime matters is gonna be a lot shorter just because we want to be able to really talk about this pain arc and first to kick us off anime expo screens north american premiere of the first slam dunk anime film g kids announced on monday that it will screen the north american premiere the slam dunk the new anime film of Tahiko's Slam Dunk Basketball Manga at this year's Anime Expo event on July 3rd at 12 p.m. in, where do you think? Where do the, all the U.S. things get screened first? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. There you go. So the film opened in Japan on December 3rd and ranked number one's opening weekend. It sold 847,000 tickets and earned a whole shit ton of yen uh, over its opening weekend. And it's the 24th highest earning film of all time in Japan. We've been over this. I mean, exciting for for the people affiliated with the first slam dunk, but I don't know. You know, it's just not one of those things that I'm that I'm like, oh man, this is. You know, I would be absolutely stunned, shocked if it if it made waves here. Could anime like get big name actor? Okay, so think about like a animation movie. You know, by like DreamWorks or Pixar, those always pop because they have bigger voice actors. I mean it. Maybe if we just tried it one time, just one time, you know, get, give us like big A-list stars as voice actors. 
I wonder what how that would do. Like, but don't waste it on like a Jujutsu Kaisen, something that's already gonna pop anyways. Give me, give it to me like on a Blue Lock. So we have had some. Uh, well, at least, uh, at least that stood out to me when we were watching. The name is currently escaping me with David Martinez. Uh, cyberpunk, cyberpunk. cyberpunk. Uh, they did have uh, Juan Despas. Fuck, I forget his name. Uh, I guess he's not big A-list, enough. Buddy. No, he's the dude. He's Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. Like, oh, he's yeah, legitimate. He's though. Mandalorian. He's he's been in a lot of things. He's a very prominent voice actor. So we've definitely had people take a crack at it. And then there's that one shot. I guess I don't know if it'd be considered an anime, but it's more of a comic reenactment. It's an adult comic reenactment, and it had some heavy hitters. I can't remember what it's called. But actually, speaking of that show. Somebody showed me like I need to know which show. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of the fucking name. Um, but anyway, somebody told you what? Well, somebody was talking to me about it, and it is gruesome. It is gruesome. Like he showed me the first fight scene. Oh, called it is called Invincible, an adult animated superhero television series. That is what it's called. It's called Invincible, and dude, it is fucking gruesome. Like you literally see fucking heads getting cut off and shit like dude punching heads off ripping out spines it's got steven yoon from the walking dead sandra mm. O oh of breaking bad fame christina yang uh it's got jk simmons who if you've heard his voice or if you saw him you would know him so it definitely has some definitely has some hitters but again not an anime and that those those people are still solid but not the top top of the a-list yeah that's always a turnoff to me the straight up hella gory shit i remember um I tried Elf and Leah for an episode. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I'm out. Way yeah. too much blood. Well, this was almost just like it was group like I don't know. I thought I thought it was pretty cool. But uh but anyway, so they that one did have some some decent noteworthy actors. All right, next, Jujutsu Kaisen is coming very, very soon. The reason it feels like it's so soon, July sixth is when it will premiere. They just launched another trailer, another visual trailer. Mappa gonna be producing Jujutsu Kaisen. That's Crazy to me, it is a little over a month away. Jujutsu Kaisen coming a little over a month away because, like, we are moving through fucking summer. Like, I would just realize, I'm like, oh, my God, we're at the end of May. We're at the end of May now. That's not crazy to me because we started this podcast. Jujutsu Kaisen season one was already out, and we haven't gotten a season two yet. <laughs> I don't know. It's overdue. It's not like, oh, my God, it's no, here. <laughs> I'm more talking about, I, I don't know. It just feels like yesterday we were talking Attack on Titan, uh, and yeah. that's already been a couple months. So in that time, I just think it's it's flown pretty quickly. So really excited about Jujutsu Kaisen coming back. That of the, of, I guess, my version of the new big three, I don't know, even know if you can call them the new big three, but Demon Slayer, My Hero, and Jujutsu Kaisen, I'm definitely... M- Probably most excited for Jujutsu Kaisen of those three. Yeah, definitely. They 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 have the cooler characters. Yeah, I I, I think so, and I, I just like man that outro. Oh, I will forever love that. And lastly, Vinland Saga Season 2 anime's final trailer streamed. The MAPPA Stage 2023 event on Sunday revealed a final trailer for the second season of Vinland Saga. The anime's second season premiered on January 9th on uh, Tokyo MX and a bunch of other channels the anime is streaming in japan and on netflix the first season staff is returning for the second season at anime studio mappa the anime's first season premiered july okay the july 2019 basically this thing's still running which was crazy to me i was like wait it is not ended because i've kind of just been waiting for it to end we're on season 20 or episode 20 of see i did not think so they had season two starts it starting one, episode one and then episode 20 no 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 
I'm saying that we're now at episode 20. So it looks like it's the final few episodes. So episode so, 20 of the season, though. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that was crazy to me just because, dude, I didn't think they had that much material, but fucking clearly they're doing something with it. So I'm going to have to see because they might be adding shit that I literally don't know about. So I'm excited to finally sit down and watch Vinland Saga. I haven't gotten a chance to do it, or I have had a chance, but I've been watching other stuff, especially this weekend. So excited to dedicate some energy to Vinland Saga. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it. Oh, unless oh, you have oh, some thoughts. Well, I just hope that it's dubbed now because I really want to get into Vinland Saga again, but I need it dubbed. It is. It is. They have a lot of, they have a lot of episodes dubbed. Okay. Is yeah. it like the two week delay? It's thing? on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, it, I didn't know how Netflix is going to run it. Yeah. They have a, they have a lot dubbed, a lot dubbed. I actually started dub for a second and I was like, ah, okay, I can't, I can't with the dub. So anyway, that's going to do it for our anime matters. Now time for the main event. It is time to talk Naruto Shippuden, the pain arc. And now, this world shall know pain. Almighty push. All right. So, like we said, we we want to... I, I think by revisiting anime, it really gives us a chance to rewatch them as well. That's really what we're trying to do, you know, not just go off of memory, but actually sit down and rewatch them. And a lot of times with anime, I think with movies as kids, you you rewatch some movies a lot of times with anime. I don't know that I did that a bunch. I saw moments here and there rewatching, going to find the YouTube video of a cheetah sacrifice, all that. But even doing that, you miss so much. You don't get to fully appreciate what it is. And by actually sitting down and revisiting it, you can truly appreciate what the anime is and the arc. And I don't know, it's just, it's fun for us. And I just was so excited to do this. And I thought of, we thought of no better arc to do it than the fucking pain arc. It, just a perfect arc. And we'll get into it, but it's just all the things you could want in one fucking arc. And it, it just it just made me happy, I guess. Just just made me happy to be able to rewatch it. So that that's kind of what what the inspiration for doing this is. Is it gives us a chance to rewatch, revisit, relive, and then talk about some of our favorite anime almost in real time. You know how we would have been doing if we were kids watching it, because now we're reliving it and actively just sitting down and talking about it. Yeah, and the cool thing about it too is that. I forgot so many things that happened in this arc that, like, I got hella hyped again watching the fucking arc because I'd forgotten so much about it. Like, I knew the little things, you know, I knew the almighty push, you know, I knew that, and then I I, knew, I remembered the end-ish, not even that much, though. Like, I, I kind of, like, jumbled shit together, and then there was one huge fucking part in the arc that I completely forgot all about, and, yeah, I was just excited to watch it all over again. Yeah. I, and and you know what? And, and one more thing is I think, you know, listening to it, you you can feel that excitement and be like, because I just, when you hear about it, you're like, oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Or, oh, I want to go watch it. Or even some if you, for what, some reason, never seen the Naruto pain arc, you're like, you know what? Fuck, I got to give this thing a chance. So before we jump into it and fully discuss it, I want to sort of set the stage for uh, for the arc. So the pain arc in Naruto Shippuden is, like I said, considered to be the best arc in all of Naruto. And to understand why, you kind of need to understand what was going on. And for anyone that doesn't know, Naruto is the story of a kid that at one day old had a demon implanted into him. That demon, the Ninetales Fox, wreaked havoc on, havoc on the village. And the Hokage, Naruto's father and his mother, saw 
only one possible way of stopping this all-powerful being, and so they sealed the demon inside of their child, losing their lives in the process. At one day old, Naruto had been cursed to serve as a vessel, holding the most powerful demon of all within himself, the same demon that took his parents' lives in the process. As a result, Naruto spent his entire life unaware of the power within himself, unable to understand why all the villagers made sure their children avoided him, and incapable of turning to a parent to make him feel accepted. Instead, he continued on, unaware, alone, but somehow unshaken. He vowed to become the Hokage of the village, the leader that everyone would turn to when things were dire. No matter how he was belittled and cast aside, his confidence never wavered, and his belief not only drove his actions, but eventually began to positively in impact those around him. In time, he became aware of the demon inside and struggled to contain it. A child that never signed up for it was expected to contain the monster inside at all times. He had help along the way, but none greater than that of his master, Jiraiya, who once taught his father and decided it was time to do the same for Naruto. For three years, Jiraiya and Naruto traveled and developed a bond like no other. When Naruto returned from those travels, he was older, wiser, and more mature, and had become the young man that was respected, all through the teachings of his master. And soon enough, pain killed him. And now, pain threatened to take the lives of all those in the village that had detested Naruto for so long. And that is where our arc begins. So, rewatching it for the first time in several years, you know, did it hit the same? What are your just what are your first thoughts? Um, rewatching, I, I think it hit better. I think it hit better because I'm more conscious of the messaging. Whereas when I was younger, You're I was experiencing. I, I was experiencing the action, the the epic shit. You know, like Naruto coming in on the toad in full sage mode. Like that was just like I, I was in for that. But in this one, I was I was thinking about the messaging behind it where pain, you know, it's you really get to see that that side of war, you know, and I, I kind of was just like what? I, like, oh, yeah, like that shit was sad. But I'm like, holy shit, you know, like that has real life shit to it, you know, and, you know, we got to see like how he came came up and why he hated the Hidden Leaf Village and. It was really a villain you could get behind because you understood why they were doing it, how they would develop these these feelings of fucking pure hatred towards this place. Yeah, so the pain arc, I mean, the guy kills Naruto's master, but and then you find out, oh shit, that was also his master. Like, so there there's already that connection going going along and the arc starts with Naruto finding out the news and just you see this emotionally fucked up kid and just seeing how throughout the arc he sort of transforms you know mm -hmm. he he's battling with his grief he has his friend help him who also lost his master shikamaru who also lost his master or his sensei help him understand that you know what it's fucked up but we can't be kids anymore like we have to do shit about it we have to be that next generation and teach people like that's where we begin i was just like yeah. man Already, I was like two episodes in, and I'm like, God damn, they're already bringing it. And then, it, 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 like, it was cool to see that, and then later on in the arc, seeing how Naruto showed Konohamaru, uh, like a new move that he ends up using within that arc. Yeah, it, like he literally taught the teachings that helped save the kid's life and helped mm -hmm. save someone else's life through teaching him. And you, I don't know, it just the way the arc is structured. I mean, we get sad Naruto rebuilding naruto the team everybody else trying to figure out jiraiya's dying message right they're trying to mm -hmm. decode something because before jiraiya died he left a message on a frog 
for Naruto and everyone to decode. Then Naruto's off training. He understands he needs to get better. While he's training, the village comes under attack. Naruto arrives. Naruto's this, like, it's just structured so fucking well. And the thing that I genuinely did not remember, dude, the arc is 21 episodes. Yeah. It is incredibly short, and it does all of that in that amount of time. Like, that's nothing. In an anime, that is nothing. Like, how did you feel about the, like, the pay, like, just how the arc built it, built itself up throughout? I really liked how we, we it was, get, it was action packed throughout. So I mentioned how Naruto was doing the whole training thing, but like, as that's going on, I feel like usually when there's a training thing, that's kind of the main point of the episode. But while he's doing his training, there's so much shit going on in the hidden leaf. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's never a, a, a dull moment in this arc, you know, and like, we, the, I also liked, um, kind of jumping around here, but I also really liked that Pain, while he was obviously hella strong, it was kind of on equal level as Naruto. What do you mean? Like, I didn't think he was an overpowered villain, and that's yeah. what I really fucking liked. Yeah. I really enjoyed that he was able to be defeated in, like, yeah, like, he never just was dominating Naruto. There was always, this guy has upper edge, this guy has the upper hand, you know? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, when, when we got to that point, I think... I, I, I don't know. I think, to me, it, it was just so cool to see the way in which the village needed Naruto, though. To yeah. me, that, that was the big takeaway. Like, we go... We start the arc, and he's this emotionally devastated dude, and he's just walking around somber, He ha but he has a friend that helps him out. Then he understands, and he needs to, to be able to avenge his master, so he goes off and gets training. The village is going to try and hold it down. They're doing their absolute best, struggling, 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 and then they cry out, Naruto, and they literally need him. And from where he came from, from being that kid that they literally were taught to reject immediately to now crying out for him and now needing him to save the day. Like, it's just the emotions of the arc really jumped out to me, man. Like, I legit, dude, I got teary-eyed on multiple parts, just, like, feeling the almost like feeling the emotions I felt when I watched it for the first time. But they just do such a good job of making you feel everyone's pain, I guess, in the, in, in the arc. And not even just that they needed him, they were also protecting him. You know, they there was like oh, fucking yeah. irrelevant, irrelevant Shinobi. Just he's one of ours. We're never gonna give him up. And like I always thought, like I thought that that was a cool ass thing to see because it was always oh fuck that kid, fuck that kid. You know, uh, the beast that destroyed this whole village is yeah. inside of him. Yeah. So yeah, when Pain comes and he's, I mean, he comes to the village. It, Naruto's off training and he's literally interrogating people, threatening, yeah. not even interrogating, he's threatening to kill them and is actively killing people saying, tell me where Naruto is, tell me where Naruto is, and not one motherfucker will give him up because they have accepted him, and he doesn't know this yet, you know, he doesn't understand this yet, but they are literally just dying for for him to preserve him understanding who he is and how important he is and i don't know that that was the type of shit that it was just the the emotions of the of the arc itself like you said i, I think what i remembered most about the arc was the cool shit the battles the fact that you know naruto went and faced him and everybody kind of came back to life that died like i i remember the broad strokes but just seeing like man there was so much emotion throughout this whole fucking thing I don't know. It just it just really, really made me feel better about the arc after the fact. 
Yeah, like I even forgot how Kakashi went out. But anyway, really, yeah, I I completely forgot how he went out. Yeah. So what else? What else did you forget then? I forgot a lot. Um, the big one because I might as well get to it. Fucking Minato's reveal. The the reveal. I didn't. I did not remember that that happened in this arc. You didn't remember that that, the, that yeah. his dad. I didn't know that he didn't know that that wasn't the fourth that he was the fourth Hokage's son. You know, I didn't know that. Uh, he came in in this one. They like built in that fucking like the spirit of himself into mm-hmm. Naruto into yeah. the, the nine the, tail seal. If the seal got to eight tails, yeah. he would pop out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like that was such an emotional fucking moment. Like I don't know how I forgot that. Like Naruto literally fucking like we got to see so much of Naruto growing up. Like we got to see him deal with that. You know, his response to that is punching the motherfucker. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Bro. Hey, another great anime dad. <laughs> no, I, no, this was, this was better. You know, he died, but no, I, I think grow. Like if I had to like put this arc into like one fucking word, it would be growth because I wouldn't mm. be paying. That'd be, yeah, no, it'd be growth because the very, like I keep saying the first episode, emotionally devastated Naruto lashing out at Lady Tsunade. They tell him, hey, Jiraiya's been killed by by the Akatsuki, by uh, by pain. He's been killed. Yelling at Tsunade, the Hokage, saying that it's your fault. He never would have let you go. He never would have let you go. You're to blame. This wouldn't have happened. And so on and so on. Then, fast forward after his training arc and he arrives in the village. Sakura's cried out for him. What does he say? He says, I can sense all the chalkers right now. Talking to the Okage. Yeah. Is is Kakashi Sensei on a mission right now? She doesn't respond. He knows that means no. I see. And he's dead. I see. All right, now get out of here. Like, that's it. Like, it was just that amount of growth to be able to handle the death of his master, the death of his sensei. And by the end of it, you know, he's... He he hates pain. He's fighting pain. He's hate, he hate, he has pure hatred for pain, but he is able to, with the help of his dad, with the help of his master, understand that, and through the help of pain, really, is able to understand that the hatred only begets more hatred. Like, it just, it keeps on going, so it takes someone to be able to stop it, to shut that shit down, and it was just so cool, man. It was really just the arc of Naruto Uzumaki. Yeah, no, and I really just overall, I really felt like it made Naruto bigger than an anime with bringing in the real life messaging. Like, yeah, you know, like there's cool anime that have great action, but the fucking just the great messaging in this one just throughout. There was there was probably like five different fucking themes you could point at in this in this entire arc, you know. Um, but that's that's what I really loved about it is you really got so much emotion into it, and even rewatching it, like. I felt it all again. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I mean, there was so many lessons to be learned. I think it's one of the one of the arcs you can point to if we're talking about anime matters, and you can take things from anime, you can learn from anime and apply things. And this is one of the things you can point to. Not not only the message on hatred and how pain. You know, I actually loved one of the things that Pain said is that love creates i i don't have the i I have the exact quote but i'm gonna paraphrase right now he basically says where there is love there is going to be hatred where there's love there's hatred basically because you kill the person i love i have to kill you and it's just this ongoing thing and that is real world shit Mm -hmm. that's not just anime that is real world shit understanding the damage of war and how it just continues and will won't fucking stop because 
at the end of the day, you're killing someone that is loved by someone. Yeah. And no matter what, no matter how you justify it and you try and justify your actions at the end of the day, they don't care and they're not going to see it that way. And it's just going to be a cycle. And it takes someone like Naruto Uzumaki to stand up to that cycle and to believe in something greater and break it and that's what we see in this arc we see all he wants to do at the beginning is avenge his fucking master all he sees is blood all he yeah. does is want to tear shit up and by the end of it he's talking yeah exactly yeah that's why i like it. pain had his big monologue iconic monologue about the cycle of pain and then it ends with naruto ending that yeah i i think it was i just Man, I, I it's so hard to to truly put into words how awesome it was. I think when I first started the first couple episodes, I was just like, man, I just I'm right back in here. I'm right back in here, and it's just it was I was just so pleasantly surprised that it was so short. I was so like I was laughing again, and I was just enjoying enjoying somehow. I, I there's always that oh, I wish I could see this for the first time again. But if you haven't seen it in years, it almost is like watching it for the first time. Like you get similar experiences and I don't know, I just I, I felt a lot of that and came away just with a lot of good good emotions and good like it was emotional roller coaster and just overall I just felt happy to to have been able to do it. Oh hell yeah. No, it was it's definitely a good refresher, especially just there's so many characters I forgot and you know, it was it was good to see in this arc, like a lot of them played critical fucking roles. Yeah. Which we'll get into now all right so part of what we want to do with these revisited you know first we want to just kind of talk about the arc in general you know what what stood out what jumped out you know some of the themes that were at play in the arc and what really you know defined the arc for us and we, you know we talked a little bit about that the arc of naruto the arc of growth the arc of breaking a cycle but now we want to get into some, some more specifics so in this arc there was a lot of contributing characters and they weren't all just useless. They actually did some shit. So we want to talk about those people that were secretly kind of the MVPs. The only person that I'm not going to allow be included in this is Payne himself. You can't include him and say, oh, we brought everybody back. We're not doing that. So who do you got? Who are, who are some people you thought were amazing contributors? We're going to call this the Straw Hat Contributor Award. Okay, so I think this one's pretty obvious, actually. And I hope you don't have the same one, but yeah, Naruto stopped pain. You know who saved the lives of every single person in the village? Was Lady Katsuyama. Lady Katsuyu? Katsuyu. God damn, I couldn't find where I had it written. God damn it. My shit's You all... had Lady Katsuyu as your- The slug. Yeah, the slug lady. Yeah. The slug. Lady Katsuyu. Literally defended everyone to, from the almighty push, was healing everyone throughout- it, it would easily she's the one that saved the lives of everyone no she didn't because late uh, lady sunade infused her chakra to be able to do it she released her uh they i can't remember what it's called the mio the whatever. diamond yeah she the diamond on her head she released that during the almighty push to infuse chakra and help her be able to do that so she couldn't do that shit alone okay but you know what lady sunade wasn't doing because that's just a little bit of what lady katsuya was doing you know what else she was doing was literally being a radio was fucking letting everyone know what's what. You know, fucking when um when Shizume, when she finds out with like the whole thing with the Raz, like that's uh their chalk that's how he's getting the chakra to them. She's she's letting everyone know that that these pain aren't the real pain. 
Because, yeah, Lady Tsunade may be giving her chakra, but it's uh, Lady Katsuya's fucking, it's her abilities that's helping everyone. I guess. Lady Katsuya was pretty clutch. I actually didn't even write her down. I wrote a bunch of people down, but I did not write Lady Katsuya down. I guess I just ignored her because she was a slug, but her <laughs> her abilities themselves, you know, because she has this healing property, uh, Lady Tsunade obviously was able to, or the Hokage was able to help her do that, but... You know, the radio aspect was pretty clutch. She was telling Naruto. Now, other people helped get that intel, but she was the central hub for that, you know, and was able to relay. Even when we get to the end of the arc, she's telling them, hey, Naruto is defeated pain. Yeah. Hey, this is happening because she can communicate with all herself. So I, that that's a that's a pretty good one. I, I, I got to admit that that's pretty good. Um, I don't know that it's as good as some this one in particular. Uh I got Geezer Sage. As, oh, no way. As an, a most valuable contributor. What do you mean? No way. I mean, yeah, he trained him. That wasn't all he did. He didn't just train him. He, 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 so one, the, so. The dude got got by the third episode. He was around pain. <laughs> no, that's, I, I mean, he's a fucking frog. So one, he starts the arc off with obviously relaying the message like that's important that kind of started shit off from the jump then he trains naruto like not only does he train naruto he does a damn good job of training him like he was a fucking fabulous trainer not only that but in the actual arc or in the actual battle with pain when he arrives if you remember one of the ways they took out one of the pains was literally his fucking idea when he tossed the frog he tossed the frog like they threw the smoke bomb he lifts up one of the fucking frogs throws it they they get trapped inside the frog's mouth and then fucking able to take out one of the pains like he had a lot of fucking direct contributions that were absolutely instrumental in that like dude helped take out a fucking pain he was a huge contributor in this shit i mean yeah he, he was a big contributor but i definitely wouldn't give him the award over lady katsuya i i, I don't know i think i think you are uh i think you're overestimating saving people directly saving people's lives and fucking helping every helping them defeat this motherfucker I, I i'm giving it to her okay well i also had a I, I also had a couple of oh one other thing sorry that uh that the geezer sage did is that he helped to summon naruto if you recall naruto wasn't able to remember when naruto was running around with the scroll and he couldn't do it he said give it to me naruto boy and then he summoned naruto got his sage mode back like geezer sage was so fucking instrumental in that and in helping keep naruto in fucking sage mode and took out more pains i i think you're sleeping on geezer sage so he was my number one but we got to mention at least a couple other most valuable role players the straw hat contributors I'm talking about Kakashi. I'm talking about Hinata, Inoichi, Shikamaru, and uh, of course Lady Tsunade. I think they all played a pretty valuable role. Well, out of them, I thought uh, Shizune. I thought she she was like the she most did. important one. She was the one who really figured out what the rods are doing. She was pretty. She figured out what the rods were doing. Um, she died pretty early, but Inoichi obviously figured out that oh he's he you know he had been working with Shizune to do it, but that oh, he's not, that's not where Pain is. He's probably off in this high tower area and sort of figured that piece out. Now, Naruto figured that out on his own, so it didn't end up mattering. But yeah, and, and Kakashi obviously helping save Choji so they could relay the valuable piece of information that Pain, that Tendo Pain has a five-second delay. Like, that ended up being huge in the end, knowing that fact. So I think they were all very valuable contributors, and they all should be recognized. So my vote is for the Geezer Sage, yours for Lady Katsuyu. So, 
agree to disagree on that one. All right, what what do you have next for us? What 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 are we talking about next? Okay, so I'll go funny moments. There was oh, I got I got a lot of funny you got moments. a lot of funny I moments. I got a lot of funny. I got funny moments and accidentally funny moments. So so this arc wasn't like there wasn't funny like once the arcs really got going once pain arrived there wasn't a whole lot of funny but before pain arrived basically in between naruto finding out about jiraiya's death and pain arriving and wreaking havoc there was some funny shit man we had kakashi not wanting to read the makeout book they were like they were basically trying to decode the message and a key part of that was him reading the book and this book from what I understand is basically a fucking porn book is what it is. It is just like one of those one of those novels with a dude with a pirate shirt, half his fucking titties are out with the flowing hair, grabbing a lady. But like, that's what these books are. And he's just like fucking mortified as he has to read the first chapter and it's the first page and it's Kakashi to some chick. It is just so fucking funny. Well, speaking of Kakashi, uh, I thought the funniest moment in that was uh, Chikamaro's over here trying to decode this shit, so he's going to people that Jiraiya was close to, and he asked Kakashi what any of these numbers would mean, and he remembers the number 106. It turns out, that's how many centimeters Jiraiya was estimating Lady Tsunade's tits were. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, I forgot about And then he's like, oh, never mind. Yeah, it it like doesn't a, mean anything. Uh, it's not a relevant number, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, Kakashi, low-key, underrated perv. Underrated perv, man. You gotta respect it. Uh, the only the other moment that jumped out to me, that, that just fucking cracked me up for some reason, was... Uh, I got, Well, if we're talk not talking unintentionally funny yet, but... It was when Naruto was first getting his training done and Geezer Sage was explaining, Lord Fukusaku was explaining stuff and it's just going over Naruto's head. And then you have Chief Toad just dumbing it down for him. It's like on the ceiling and the floor. Oh, thanks. And it's like, <laughs> that's all it took? It's just so, so Naruto, man. He's just so the way he is. Was there anything more perfect than that guy having that New York accent? Oh, yeah. Like, was, he was like a fucking Ninja Turtle. You gotta love great. it. I do want to get into voice acting in a bit and, and some of the people that stood out but yeah that that was funny to me and uh then i have unintentionally oh, fucking oh, oh, oh hold ahead. on because this goes right in right into like naruto and no geezer i it was just fucking hilarious it starts with the first episode when naru sum, summoned to uh, lady sunade's office and he, first thing he says is What's going on? And who's the old geezer? <laughs> yeah, like, what, what, yeah. There's no manners with this fucking no, kid. <laughs> he has no fucking manners. And it's just, it's just part of his charm. Is just Also, one of the funny things, too, is as he's, he's referring, he's having these deep conversations, and he's talking about how by the end of the arc, you know, and he's trying, motherfucker's trying to persuade Payne to not be, you know, not be him and trying to win him over. And he's calling their master pervy sage in the midst yeah. of all of this. Like <laughs> I just died. But my my favorite, like unintentionally funny moment was when Pain and Naruto are fighting, and he gets fucking whack-a-mole. <laughs> Naruto has become has been taken over momentarily by the fox by the nine tails, and he fucking smacks him over the head with a fucking giant boulder and he just boom 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 and like nails him into the fucking ground dude i was dying laughing all right um so if you've ever seen the, the hangover there's a, there's a great line by uh what's his name chow uh he says it's funny because he's fat and that's how i felt about choji a lot in this arc okay because 
there's one point where after Payne's first attack, Sakura goes to help the wounded and sees Choji. Choji's line is, I brought some, I brought some of my food pills. <laughs> so that was just fucking funny. And then another accidentally one, I, I don't know. I just thought was fucking, fu- fucking funny in my mind was, uh, as Kakashi's dying, just him telling Choji to run and having to repeatedly tell Choji, run Choji. Cause he didn't get the fucking message the first time. This guy doesn't want to run. No, no, no. I'm not going to let you do that. Cause one of the things I, I didn't know if we want to make it a category, but one of the things I forgot about the arc and I actually have a few of these. One of the things I forgot, Choji was not as bad as I remembered him being. Oh, he was awful. No, he wasn't. He was awful. He went and delivered the message. Like he, yeah, crying the whole way. His dad died. His fucking dad died before his eyes. Understandable and perfectly reasonable. He's a fucking kid. He's 15 years old. That was reasonable. I, I, I came to the realization. I was like, man, I've been too hard on Choji for all these fucking years. That was a real legitimate way to react. So I got your back, Choji. Don't let them fucking pick on you. All right. And then uh, my last one. This is an accidentally funny one because I thought it was supposed to be funny at first, but then I realized it was a more of a serious thing. Was Geezer Sage gives Naruto uh, Jiraiya's first book, and Naruto's reading it, and then like we're getting a little play out of what the, what's happening in the book, and he he reads the character's name is Naruto, and then he's I don't know when it cut to him crying. I just started fucking crying, laughing <laughs> because I thought he was crying because it was his name. The name was Naruto, oh. but then it was actually like it, it got into deeper shit after that. Okay. Yeah, the, definitely a few some humor here and there. Now, again, it wasn't an overly funny arc. A lot of motherfucking people died, but yeah, there was some definite humor there. One of the pieces of humor I found was in my uh, next award the most useless character of the arc. Now, I don't know if you're prepared on this one. I would, trust me, I have a very useless character in mind, unless you have some off the top of your head. You know it was kind of useless? Huh. Shikaku didn't do much. He kind of didn't, except for at the end. Where he know, let Naruto go? Where he, yeah, he let Naruto oh. go. No, he convinced Inoichi. Yeah, that's he, it. But he, like, really, like, for as great of a shinobi as Shikaku is, he didn't do much. His presence was dope, though. Like, that was actually yeah. one of the things of the arc that I noticed that, like, in Boruto, I guess, hasn't really taken hold for me as much as, like, just the elder people, you know, the, the older shinobi. I think that they're... They're important to be around. It's like our characters aren't there yet as far as the maturity and the why, you know, being that wise. And so they're there to to give some serious... I don't know. I just really enjoyed them being around. Inuichi, Shikaku, Lady Tsunade, Kakashi. I just really liked them being around. But yeah, I guess yeah. he didn't really do that much. Yeah, Shikaku, Shikaku really was just delegating to his son. <laughs> his really son doing trying to do everything he can to fucking get this shit. Well, even the part where he did, he's like, hey... Let's let Naruto go. It was based on something his son told him. <laughs> it wasn't even his own. But my, uh, my, uh, I have a couple people that I thought were absolutely useless. Ebisu Sensei, uh, dude did nah. jack shit. He stalled and watched. Nah, that was a cool moment though. All he did was stall while 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 he his let his student try and get away while he let Konohamaru try and get away and then completely distracted was about to get fucking got before a child a fucking Genin had to save him. He's supposed to be this great instructor and he just he, does well, first nothing. First of all, he's not supposed to be a great instructor. He says he is. Yeah, but that he's like what a, ch- a Chunin? That's it? No, <laughs> probably no. Uh, but I mean, no, like that would have been an honorable death if he went out letting Kono- Konohamaru get away. 
I, that, I no that that that's a reach. Okay. Well, my actual winner though for useless the most useless character there was at one point there was a random civilian. All right, they're running pain. All this is when they he, he's done the summoning jutsu. Right, we have all these fucking monsters. Which speaking of things I forgot, at one point there's a fucking lobster running around, a giant yeah, fucking. I, d- scary, I didn't remember the beast. Yeah, there's a giant fucking lobster just wreaking havoc. It was fucking hilarious to see that. But yeah, completely forgotten about that. So as this is all happening, this random dude, this random civilian, turns around when this little girl's running for her life. She falls down, okay? He's run. He turns around and yells to her, quick, run! And then he just, like, stalls for a second and then just turns around basically, fuck it! And he just kept on going. <laughs> he just kept on going. Hey, uh, she would have known. Before, this old lady jumps in there. An old lady jumps in oh, and, like, tries to, shield, tries to shield her. And then soccer comes in and one shots a fucking giant running, rambling centipede. But, yeah, this dude just fucking, <laughs> quick, run! Run, child, and then just takes off on his fucking own. So that motherfucker was absolutely useless. One thing I will also say about Ebisu Sensei is uh, he had a great speech towards the end, like when they're when they're praising Naruto. Yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He brought a, he brought a lot to the arc. I, I will not let him even be mentioned in that. All right, well, I'm still giving it to this random civilian right. who is fucking just hey, told. I, him, I'm not going to defend random civilian. It just told this little fucking child, quick run, and then just takes off on his own. Um, so I have, I don't know if you have, but I had to include it. I had to include one random anime moment. All right. This is that don't walk in moment. All right. This is the, I can explain moment that we had one in this arc. All right. <laughs> Lady Sonata is pissed off. All right. Kakashi's just died. Okay. She, she just finds out that Kakashi's dead. All right, she's pissed off. She's walking over. She's about to punch this thing just to vent her frustration. Insert the camera angle going underneath her and her tits just jiggling. There was like a three-second part where they just completely get under boob with them jiggling. Kakashi just died. She's pissed off. She's angry. Her village is getting attacked, and they just had to burp under boob. I was just like, you, you know what the funniest part of that was? Was you saying camera moved there. Like, well, like there's okay, an okay. actual live fucking thing, and the cameraman you know what was I mean. just being perverted <laughs> here. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. There's no actual cameraman, but man, that fucking killed me. Is it? They just show underneath and a, a couple jiggles out of her boobs. So I just, I, I wanted to make sure to mention Can you imagine that, that cameraman trying to get by in Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> that was, I don't know. I just thought that that was fucking absolutely hilarious. Um, so what other, did you have a few uh, other awards before we get into some of the more serious ones? Um, so, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just got like, um. Uh, well, you you brought up the Piccolo Rogan. I didn't know if we were doing that, but yes. that, that's just a little little quick one. I thought uh, Gither Sage explaining the to the dipshit meathead giant frog. Yes. What the fuck's going on, <laughs> yes. dude? I had somebody else. I had Kakashi for that award initially, just because I like as I was, as the arc was going, I was adding stuff. And yeah, for that Piccolo play by play award. And then all of a sudden, Lord Fugusaku just explaining to Meathead over here, to Chief Toad, what's happening. Dude, I was like, yep, there we go. We got one. We got one in the arc. So what's, that was What's wonderful. going on here, Pop? <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, all right, here's the... And he's just explaining the entire thing. So the way Sage Mode works, like, it was, it was fucking glorious. So, yeah, I like that you included that. I had the same. All right. Uh, you're not going to agree with this one, but the Krillin Award for Why, are, why the Fuck Are You Here? Um, 
I actually had Choji, so yeah. I don't agree with that. Like when he was in the fight, I thought he was completely useless as his dad and Kakashi died. Like he didn't do anything but run. Uh, he helped. He helped take him out. Take out. Take him hey, out at first. Maybe Kakashi could have hand delivered that message to Lady Tsunade if he was more useful. I, I, I actually I, the real winner. Actually, I just don't like to dump on her. But it's Sakura. Sakura really didn't do anything. No, that's not true. That is what she do. That is not. I made special point to note all the stuff that she did. I already talked about her saving that civilian, one shotting a giant centipede. Everyone and then, saves civilians. In and this. she literally ran an entire medical unit, making sure to hold people down. She had the icon. It, it not iconic. She, I don't think she bodied the the scene, but still, she had the Naruto yell in there. The only thing that I will forever guilt her for, <laughs> she took Hinata's shine. Oh yeah, that was bullshit. <laughs> so, that was bullshit. So, Hinata so, damn near gives her life. So yeah, so so at the so Hinata, I, well, actually, we have an award for her to give her in a second. But at the end of the arc. They're all celebrating Naruto, coming to Naruto's. The first person that runs up to hug Naruto, not Hinata, who almost gave her life for him, fucking Sakura. Hinata had a professing of love moment for Naruto. And Sakura just runs in there and hugs. It's like, you ever see those gender reveal videos where, like, uh, the 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 guy's boy goes and hugs him and jumps on him instead of, like, letting him hug his girl? It was, it was basically that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, she just completely takes the fucking shine. It didn't make sense. We didn't even get a follow-up on that, but Hinata professing her love, so really, really took issue with that. But um, speaking of Hinata, I think that there's no better award recipient, inaugural award recipient for the you really shouldn't have done that, killed Krillin, Kuwabara, whatever you want to call it, award the villain fucked up. You shouldn't have fucked with Hinata. She's already beaten and battered. You didn't need to lift her, slam her, stab her. That was overkill. She had run out there actually to be incredibly um, useful. I disagree. He needed to stab her? She was being very aggressive. <laughs> she was being very aggressive towards him. He would have died if... if okay, this is going down a bad path. <laughs> I don't know why you're... Yeah. Uh, but no, he he definitely had to fucking... Like, he, he had to attack her back. No, I know... She was attacking him. I know he did. I just don't think he needed to stab her. He could have just knocked her out. And then, yeah, so he does that. She just told Naruto that she loves him. And she had been driven by Naruto and inspired by Naruto. And literally stepped up into action as Naruto's fucking pinned to the ground. And then... Runs out there and goes to save Naruto. Actually buys time and then gets effectively, we think, killed. And Naruto fucking snaps, loses it. Beginning of the end for you, Pain. So. And then the, the that's when the Nine Tails comes out. Yep. You know, and it's, wait, yeah, Nine Tails. That's when the Nine Tails comes out. He well, he didn't get all nine, but fuck, yeah. Yeah, he starts fucking him up and just Pain's like fucking having an orgasm. Just, oh, what power? Yeah, what power? And, yeah, and, then, and then, <laughs> then we get into the Minato thing. Uh, yeah. You know, we get that great emotional shit. And then, yeah, just from there, that, that the art kind of goes and concludes. Yeah, we got, we got all the emotion, but Hinata stepping up, saving, trying to save the day while Naruto's literally pinned to the ground, only to have Sakura fucking sideswipe her and take take the hug first, while Hinata just sits there and, Naruto, just from afar. Like, she finally came out of her shell and she went right back into it, though. Like, she should have been like, bitch, get the fuck out the way. This is my hug. Uh, I, I 
I help the village more than you right now by sacrificing myself. Now I know. I, I inexcusable, inexcusable what what Hinata did. So, um, all right, time for a big one here. All right, we talked about this one. Snapshot though, you get one photo, one Instagram post to capture the arc, the essence of what the arc meant to you. What what did you what did you come away with? Do you come away with the same thing I'm coming away with? Probably, but. I felt like there was two neck and neck nominees. Anything else, I was just trying to be cute and like, oh yeah, no, remember this part though. But no, like if we're gonna do this award, it has to. It, it's okay if it's mainstream. It's okay because it really is what sums it up. It's just pain in the sky. Almighty push. That was yours. The hidden leaf. That's mine. Yes. Oh no, man. Mine's Naruto's arrival. It's him on the toads. Yeah, those are my final two. Yeah, it's. I could have gone either way. It's him on the toads because again, the arc isn't about pain. It's about Naruto, and it signifies Naruto's growth. Naruto shows up with a whole fucking band, a whole crew, which signifies the fact that he's not alone anymore. He's in sage mode, which signifies the fact that he has fucking arrived as a powerful motherfucker and just appearing so confident. And then within seconds has already killed a pain like seconds after that so that to me that snapshot of him standing on the toads cross-armed the music rolling fucking perfection yeah i think that i think i'd switch to that one now just because the the way you put it is not about pain it's about naruto and that looking at that image it's naruto's the savior of the hidden leaf yep exactly yeah yeah, i'll give it to that one it would my only two would be either that or them throwing naruto in the air in celebration yeah that that one wasn't a i really enjoyed that man i really thought that was just good happy vibes okay because the reason i said the almighty push one is because for years when i thought of the pain arc that's what i thought of was the where he's in the sky and just almighty push ah okay yeah all right um message of the arc what what is your anime matters message of the arc maybe it's a quote the message the overall theme like what did what did you take away if you could use it in real life or just you know what what was that thing that spoke to you the most all right so the obvious the obvious messaging of the arc is just kind of it's kind of dealing with pain and trauma and like how people deal with it but i think the biggest takeaway could be engaging with our enemies if you can see their side of things you know maybe we can hash things out better that rather than going down this cycle of pain that you know that pain fucking spoke of so eloquently is you know because just go violence is just going to breed more hatred and that hatred is going to breed more violence but until you actually like try and see their side of things and you guys can come to a common ground and maybe learn to understand each other I felt like that was a major messaging because this this all really happens when Naruto goes into the the tr- the paper tree thing where uh, the real Nagato is and they get a like talk about it. You know, we get Nagato's backstory about how the biggest fucking heartaches in his life were when he lost his when his parents were murdered by the Hidden Leaf soldiers, and then uh, when Yahiko died by uh, Donzo, and uh, like how those formed him, and then. We got to see inside of him, like how he was really he had he he had kind of a pure heart, but this shit transformed him into like I hate this fucking hidden leaf. And then Naruto going in there to speak with them, they were able to see each other more eye to eye. And then it came to the point where Nagato believed in Naruto so much so that he's like, I'm gonna give up the rest of my energy, my chakra, to revive the people that I destroyed because I believe what this kid can do, and yeah. I believe he can bring peace to this world. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great one. Great message overall. Um, 
mine is believe in the people that believe in you. I think Naruto chose, like, even if you don't believe in yourself, believe in the people uh, that you most trust, that you most care for, that happen to believe in you. Like, if you don't find it within yourself, believe in them, because they do. Naruto believed in Jiraiya. He was so filled with hatred toward pain, and all he wanted to do was kill pain, but he had no choice. He respected his master so much that he wanted to continue believing in his message. He can't be wrong. I have so much love and respect for him, and he believes that I'm going to be this great thing. I believe in you, and I will keep on going. And then just the other piece is that sometimes you don't need to know how to do it. You just need to believe that it's possible and you will find your way. Um, I think that was one of the one of the best messages of the arc. But it really, it, you know, a lot of times, it, you know, I understand faith. It, a lot of it is just belief, man, believing in people and, and the results can come. Believing in yourself, believing in someone else who believes in you and believing that anything can be possible not losing that belief because ultimately that's what happened to pain is that he lost that belief in the good because in like, of in human. Yeah. In, in human nature, because of all the bad that happened to him, he lost that ability. And that's what was so refreshing to him about Naruto is that this is someone that was me. And I don't, you know, I'm going to trust him. I, I'm choosing to believe once again in somebody that hasn't lost their way. And so that, yeah, that was just, it was so fucking powerful, man. Just so powerful. And I just love the message overall of the arc. And it's just ah, so fantastic. And honestly, man, there's just, there's too much about this arc. There's too much to cover. And that gets us into our last. Well, hold on real quick. I, I do want to talk a little bit about the Minato. The Minato reveal. Did we know before that? Do you know that if we knew before that? Because I didn't watch the episodes before the pain arc. Did we know that Naruto, that was his dad? I think we knew that was his dad. Okay. I think we knew. I oh, don't yeah, think we knew. knew. He didn't know. But, yeah, I, I felt like for that big of a moment to be in this arc, it's like, holy shit. That kind of, like, took it up another level for me because, you know, like, I'm not going to lie. That part kind of choked me up when Naruto. Yeah, yeah. It's like all my life I thought I was just this piece of shit just – you know, I have this fucking beast in me. I didn't know why everyone hated me, yeah. but it turns out you're the one who did it to me. And it turned like he had, to, but I have a dad. Yeah, and well, because it, it really made me think like, there's a saying, uh, show me a great man. Who's the son of a great man. And this one is actually one that comes to life, but it's not because he was the son of him. It's because he didn't know he was his son because like other shit would have happened if he knew like, Oh yeah, I'm, I was I'm the son of the fourth Hokage. You know, wait, is he the fourth Hokage or is he the second? Fourth. Okay, he's the fourth, all right. I, 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 I don't know if I fucked it up. No, but, he's, yeah, fourth Hokage. Yeah. But, I, but, like, he had to go through, like, the normal fucking trials and tribulations of life. With You, you know, he didn't get the special treatment because he was the Hokage's son or anything like that. Yeah, he never, he never got any of that. And then in that moment, just him realizing like oh shit i have a dad oh shit this is my dad oh shit i hate you and i'm mad at you and yeah. i actually thought the voice actor did absolutely spectacular of showing that conflicted emotion like i don't even know like there was a moment of almost like it overwhelmed and i yeah. thought that was so fucking good but yeah to to just put a to put a cap in or a bow on this or however you want to say it we'll never be able to capture all the things so what we wanted to do to close to kind of close this out is to go into the fact that there are too many things and not enough time so we're just going to ramble through some stuff from the arc that we really liked we're not going to have too much time to expand on it but we're gonna we're gonna touch on it one the masters and in, in adults in the arc were absolutely amazing two 
Payne's voice actor was an absolute and utter complete fucking god. That like in the Yahiko, what Nagato's was good too, but Payne's was fucking spectacular. Also, the five second delay was absolute peak anime time when Naruto has to defeat Pain and he's like, there's only five seconds, there's two seconds and then he's amassed 1,500 clones in the two seconds and they're doing a whole thing, peak anime time. And on that peak anime writing, the fighting in this shit was fucking incredible. Even uh, when Kakashi's fighting him, like just- Yeah, the tactics. Anime writers never get enough for their war tactics. Yeah, no, the the Naruto's tactics when, when he- was completely still and gathered sage energy in order to kill that one and infuse it. Naruto's a, a battle genius, and that needs to be said. Next, they were obscenely cruel, so obscenely cruel to Naruto as a fucking five-year-old that he they left him beaten up in a forest. That happened in that fucking arc in a flashback. Yeah. He was beaten and laid in a forest. Uh, Naruto's sage mode somehow came back at the end when he confronted Nagato. That didn't make a whole lot of sense. I don't know why he had sage mode again. He had already used it up. Do you think Jiraiya's books were any good i've always wondered that i i, I don't think so yeah i don't, I, I don't Pro, know prominent ninja, maybe the naruto one prominent ninja or sh prominent shinobi you, you'd think that they they'd have been bigger yeah I don't, what if guy was there i think i think the whole thing goes down a whole lot differently yeah especially when we see how strong he is when we later see how strong guys if he had to release the eight inner gates maybe we didn't need naruto i think guy be not being there for the record was 100 percent an intentional thing because they're yeah. like yeah i we think got guy and kakashi you. together they, they take him pretty easily i think so too and then the last thing i had was sakura stole hinata's mo oh no that's not the last thing i had the other thing i had was unquestionably the single coolest fit in the entire show is that Hokage robe. It is so fucking cool. It is so cool. And what a great arc, man. Those are, those are all of my too many things, not enough time. All right. And then the last couple that I have, because I wasn't introduced to this category until I had already watched it. Uh, the toads going ape shit on the summoning jutsu beasts. That was fucking, that was, dope. that was peak that shit. Was dope. You know, like that was like, we just showed up. We're bossing you motherfuckers. Yeah. Like these little motherfuckers, get them, to sh get them the fuck out of here. That, that part was fucking awesome. And then, uh, also just another great tactic writing was Naruto's genius in the way that he regenerates his sage energy yep. using his shadow clones that are in the frog land. You yep. know, I, I thought that that was fucking amazing. And then other than that, um, Dry's message kind of had minimal impact. What do you mean? I don't think... I mean, it mattered in the end, I guess, kind of. It said the real one's not among them. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think, <laughs> like, yeah, he, he got it out. It helped a little in the end. Yeah. I kind of feel like Naruto would have found it out anyways. He would have sensed the energy. No, no, I think it mattered. I think it mattered. I think it's all... Oh, I guess my 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 last too many things, not enough time, would be that uh, Dry was a fucking pervert, man. <laughs> We got a scene where he's peeking into showers. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Dry doesn't age well. But, uh, yeah, all in all, spectacular. Last one. Uh, thought it needed more actual deaths. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we got the one big standing death and then Payne's death, obviously. But I could go either way on the re them coming back. I think I, I like the way it happened. It made sense. And you could all you can also see it coming when you think about it. But. Yeah, I, I could see that, but no, I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the, that decision. And then just because we haven't mentioned this whole podcast, how about we just, I just want to say the word, Renegon. Boom. All right. 
I feel like we're talking about this pain, this pain arc. You haven't even mentioned that we haven't mentioned. Yeah, the, the fact that pain has yeah. this amazing overpowered ability, ability yeah. that gives him all that. Yeah, we mentioned that he was a child. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Yeah. Fair point. All right. Well, it's like I said, it is impossible to put such an amazing arc into into words like that. But uh, we did try our best. We will be. In the future, you know, maybe once a month kind of thing, refining this format, really experimenting with yeah. it, getting better and better as we go about it. But we had uh, a lot of fun rewatching and hoping to do more of this as we go. So that's going to do it for us this week on Anime Matters. Until next time, peace. Deuces. Not just